0: You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I wanna thank you so much. Every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio, your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding but I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach and if you don't head to the library or borrow it from a friend but if you care enough to listen here you're gonna love the wisdom inside of this book girl wash your face I promise you will not be sorry you did like if you treat your partner if you treat your relationship with the care and consideration that you did at the very beginning of it it will never get to its end Welcome to The Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Today on Deus, Dave and I are telling you our top five tips to help keep your marriage spark alive. From the importance of being friends with your partner to how to talk to each other, it all counts. We're talking through all the things that make our marriage strong and hope that you walk away with some ideas that can improve your love life. Number one, be best
1: friends. (laughs) Well, that's a great place to start.
0: Yep, I know. I'm good at segues.
1: All right, be best friends as number one feels like the right place to start. If you are not friends with the person that you are... Uh, in relationship with the possibility of having a romantic portion of that relationship, work feels.
0: We started out as friends. Started hmm. out as friendship has grown strong. I'm just going to keep referencing songs this whole podcast. No, we started out as as we worked together. And our relationship start, well, you're looking at me funny. Maybe for you, from the get-go, you were like, I want that lady.
1: Negative. Okay.
0: I I was like, that's my work friend, Dave.
1: Yeah. We started out as not even friends. We just started out as people who uh, interact on, yes. in, in email or yes. on a telephone call. And then with familiarity. Yep. And not even like having seen each other in person. That was
0: why. I didn't we, want you yet because I didn't know what you looked like.
1: Hello. We Once I
0: saw you, all bets were off.
1: It, it, uh, it turned into uh, a friendship. In the way that our friendship today lives in sending memes back and forth, mm-hmm. it started with yeah. us sending lyrics to songs back and forth, in fact, rap songs yep. back and forth, to see if without using the internet, you could finish the yeah. lyric. Yeah.
0: yeah, that was it, because it would be like, chickadee check yourself before you wreck yourself send yes you would respond
1: shotgun bullets are bad, bad for, for your, your health, health. Of uh, they obviously they have been forever. Uh,
0: so yeah so we started out as friends and I think that we did break up once before we were married we did break up we did break up and that was the hardest loss was not the loss of the romantic relationship the hardest loss for me was losing you as my friend. Oh, by the way, though,
1: I think the reason why we ended up getting back together in part was in the absence of the person that I had turned to first with that funny thing I wanted to share. Uh, Who am I supposed to tell? I had like a really big work success. Mm -hmm. I stood on a stage, and I gave a great speech, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell the person I liked the most in the world, and we were on a break like Ross and Rachel. Yeah,
0: totally. Uh, Yeah, I think that that, it's like you have, from the time I met you, you've always been my person like everyone yeah. i hope everyone has a person like who's the person you call when something great happens or something hard happens you are my person yeah um even last week when i found out about they called and told me hey you're a new york times bestseller and the publisher knew i dreamed about it since i was a little girl so they all gathered in a room they called me together and they told me and i was so shocked because i truly did not believe it would happen i couldn't process it and i couldn't like give them the excitement that they wanted on the phone And I got off the phone and I called Dave's office. He was in a meeting. And I told his assistant, Lori, go get him out, which I've never done. Go get him out of the meeting. Yeah. And I waited. I waited for 15 minutes.
1: 12, you told me. but It was
0: 12. It felt like 15 for him to call me back. And as soon as I told Dave and he reacted, I started sobbing. Because it was like, it wasn't real to me until you knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, And what's
1: interesting, yeah, actually, is when, when, thank you, you're my best friend, and it's not even, like, there isn't even a close second. I don't even, basic, I basically, I have one really great, amazing, wonderful best friend. Yeah. And then a bunch of acquaintances. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, the people in our life over time that have struggled in their marriage, mm-hmm. have tended to, whether they could diagnose it or not, been people who fell out of friendship yeah. with their partner. Yeah. And that, you know, well,
0: like- Because I think you, you take your partner, or you can take your partner for granted, but you don't take your friends for granted. And I think that you tend to give a better version of yourself to your friends than you do to your partner. True. So, and you seek out like activity and life with your friends and you settle into a routine with your partner.
1: Dang it.
0: Um, I are you mean, preaching right now? We're, What's happening? Like get ready for this couples conference, what I'm in saying. The world? Um, but I think that that's why it has been successful, unintent. I mean, obviously we want to have a successful marriage, but we weren't, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just, because we were based on you are the person I want to hang out with most, we kept hanging out with each other even after we we were married. Yeah,
1: and I can even admit, because we've talked about it a few different times publicly, that the times when we have had trouble as a couple, it has tended to be the times when I... Like, I'll I'll speak for myself. When I was struggling a bit with the kind of existential why am I on this planet and what am I doing, uh, you know, like living up to or not my potential in the job that I'm currently in and all those things. It manifests itself in diving into headphone wearing video game time Mm -hmm. or having a little more to drink or I'm going to go on a long run or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. And the casualty of those choices was our being as connected as we normally had been as friends. Mm -hmm. Because I was, at the time, honestly, I wasn't able to probably be as good a friend as I I could be, so mm-hmm. I just pulled back a little bit, but that, man, it showed up in how close we felt and how connected we were, and good news, because you're a good friend, you confronted me on our needing to return to normal friendship time. Which is
0: another episode, if you all want to go listen to yeah, that one, you can real. listen to it in, in detail, but I think, so it's like, if number one is be best friends, be best friends. number two is, like, be intentional about time together i guess um
1: consistent mm -hmm. and um and deliberate
0: yeah right we say we're like a broken record on this but we have it's thursday every thursday we have a date night we are finishing this interview with each other and we're going to have a date yeah uh we're really hardcore about that and our kids like our kids don't know a world where we don't go on a date on Thursday night. It yeah. is as normal in their life as going to school. And at guess what? There 7:30. are plen-
1: yeah, it's 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 unbelievably normal because it is the only thing that they have ever known. Mm-hmm. We have done it consistently since they were created. And it doesn't mean that there aren't times when their reaction to it being Thursday still doesn't sometimes show up as Oh man, yeah. I wish you would be here, or uh, why do you have to go? Or making it about them and not mm-hmm. us. And to be honest, because I've been a bit of a people pleaser, as you have also been over time, like I used to actually have a little bit of a codependent reaction to it and try and console them, or and I don't for even a second no. anymore because I want to model the importance of being committed to and consistent with a date night. Yeah. And so when they have even the first word about, well, you got to go out tonight, you're darn right we got to go yeah. out. We got to go out because this is how we keep this relationship as healthy as it can be.
0: Yeah. I think, too, um, there's something to be said for, um, is levity the word? Just, like, chill out. Yeah. Like Like, Being married, especially if you have kids, is a lot of things that are hard. A lot. Just have some fun. Like, we, I do think, like, one of the greatest secrets of our relationship is that we laugh every freaking day.
1: We do. And actually, I can tell you the thing that makes Rachel happier than maybe anything oh, is succeeding does. at making you me laugh, really laugh.
0: Yeah, like if you like <laughs> chuckle or whatever, but if I say something that like you really like belly laugh, I'm like, this is the most successful I am as a goal. human. Yeah. Like,
1: you can read all about the achiever in Rachel. Yeah. Achieving <laughs> yes. laughter from yes. me is, and sometimes I just don't want to give it to her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, no we do uh, I think that's where like the memes come in it's like we're probably a little we we both have jobs that are intense and demanding and so I think when it comes to our relationship with each other we reach for like silly oh for we sure we reach for dumb for we reach for sure. like we if we're watching anything because I don't really watch TV or movies if we're watching anything it's comedy yeah because we just want to laugh we're going to leave her, and we're going to go watch a comedy yep it's our favorite thing and I think man thank goodness for that because we've had some hard years and I think if we didn't reach for that joy together we would not be yeah we would not be where we are
1: so I think one of the things too in the like being intentional and deliberate and consistent is also like really being when I say deliberate like what kind of date you're going to have is important. Mm -hmm. And there are couples that I... I mean, one, even like the idea of dating your spouse is is a foreign concept, which I want to just shake them by the lapel. But separate, those that do are like, oh yeah, we got our movie night. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. We're going to go see a movie today, but we're also going to sit and have conversation. It's rare that our choice for date night is a movie. Because a movie as much as we enjoy movies doesn't actually leave us the chance to catch up Mm -hmm. and have conversation and so a part of you know yeah you got to be consistent and have a date night um you also have to pick dates that actually lend themselves to being best friends Mm -hmm. that lend themselves to you know connecting and uh and you know talking slash listening to each other uh, you know, anyway, uh, th- the other thing in the consistency part that I would say is we are maniacal about planning mm-hmm. our life so that it can exist without hiccup. We have a thousand kids, and you have to do it that way. We have busy jobs, you have to do it that way. But you also have to plan who is going to help handle if you have children, those children in advance. Yeah, and so we just have a standing sitter that knows every single Thursday that this thing is happening, mm-hmm. there's never any question. There is no last minute what if, because if you leave your intimacy, your connecting, your romance to last minute planning, it will not happen.
0: Hope is not a strategy. Hope
1: is not a strategy.
0: Got to plan for it. Good work. Um, something that I think is a really powerful idea for people to understand, I have heard it a couple of times, and then I heard, actually was talking about it with Kurt this morning, is understanding, like listen up, if you are in a relationship, it is you and your partner against the problem, not the problem causing you and your partner to be in opposition to each other. Mm. So he was describing this, um, he has a really insane travel schedule. And I said, how have you guys navigated that in your marriage? And he said, by understanding that it was the two of us against the problem. And I had heard, I've just heard that several times lately. Like when we were in the pain of the adoption process and foster care parents, we never, we never turned on each other. We, uh, you, you're nodding like obviously, but I think a lot of people, when you're under stress, that might not be the instinct. Yeah, you either band together or you take it out on each other because you can't take it out on the actual problem, it's too big. Mm-hmm. So, you go against each other. And I think you and I absolutely have a mentality of it's us against the world. Yes, uh, I agree it, with we that. are, we are like this team of two. Yes. Against, like I, I don't want to use the word against, but there's nothing that's like this is a problem between us. Even if someone's, even if like I'm doing something that's you're that's causing you problems, or you're doing something that's really frustrating me, it it's still that us together working on this problem together, not us against each other yeah ever
1: but and and the times when it becomes harder to have that mentality is when one of the two of us has to compromise in helping solve the problem and I mean marriage and friendship and romance and everything is at times about compromise but I love that I hadn't heard that idea I love that idea because there isn't anything that's coming up in our life that isn't Hours to yeah. figure out. Yeah. Totally. Even if it feels in the moment like it's, you know, some attack on you, some work problem for you, some relationship thing with family for me, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that attacks me is attacking us. Something yeah. that attacks you is attacking us. Yeah. And solving it together. That's a, I like that. That's a good one.
0: Well, I also guess I would say then the opposite of that is true that every good thing. Is for both of us and not just one of us. Oh yeah. Um, so we are each other's biggest cheerleaders. Your success is mine, and mine is yours. And I think that for two people, we are both we are both high achievers. And I think sometimes in relationships like ours, and maybe even times in the past where I felt like this, you know, a decade ago, your success then would make me feel like I'm not enough, or I didn't do enough, mm. or you are better than I am, or whatever. Like it would make me. I would start to feel bad about myself, or um, jealous, or what, but to get to a place where I am so, you had like the greatest week ever this week at week work, week yeah. and I'm so, I uh, just was like so happy for you that you were getting to experience that, and you are. I mean, nobody sold more copies of Girl, Wash Your Face than you have. I'm trying. Nobody. To sell them during <laughs> this podcast. You are. You are my biggest cheerleader. So yeah. it's like in, in real time. This time is we're we're Yeah.
1: No, we're seeing like the microcosm of exactly what you're saying. I came off of my last time being at this big convention for my career at Disney, and so many really neat things were said and then written about. And man, it felt great. And the first person, of course, that I wanted to tell and. Uh, share this excitement with with Rachel, then to be in that setting and be really proud of this journey that we're about to head out and do together, working... I mean, I stood on a stage in front of 4,000 people, was thanking them for the support that I had during the time I was at Disney, and then pivoted to the excitement I have for what's coming next in my life, which is supporting this company of ours, but really supporting this company of Rachel's and Rachel's work. And it was one of the loudest moments of applause on stage because there was this appreciation, I think, of, man, what an awesome thing that you would be there to be supportive of your spouse. And of course, like we're our biggest cheerleaders. This week has been one of those awesome weeks. Like My pride for New York Times bestseller, forget about it. I'm wearing a shirt that says, I make out with a New York Times bestseller.
0: I'll get you that for your birthday. Thank
1: you. I would appreciate it.
0: Hey, guys. We'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview. But now, a quick word from a sponsor. Having Rise FOMO? No worries. Because we've got tons of Rise events coming your way in 2019. Make sure and check out letsrise.co for all the info. Need a date night? Schedule one, girl. Do your future self a favor and get Cozy. It's the app that keeps my whole family schedule in one place so I can add a date night with Dave and it automatically gets added to both our calendars. Get Cozy, C-O-Z-I, for free from your app store or at cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Luxury is meant to be livable. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right Hey, y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to, and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. The fourth thing I wrote down as we're talking, I just made this list, is, is the idea of treating your relationship like it's at the beginning so there's never an end. Yep. Like if you treat your partner, if you treat your relationship with the care and consideration that you did at the very beginning of it, it will never get to its end. The ways that we do that. I don't know. I feel I feel as excited like I'm so excited to go on a date with you. Me too. I get to see you every day all the time. It's still Feels like I feel like we do look
1: better now than we have. Wow, isn't that
0: the truth? So,
1: congratulations. Maybe that's why it feels so
0: fresh. We Um, are much prettier than we used to be, we're
1: more fit. We know
0: we've stopped eating Taco Bell, we are in shape, which is probably, by the way, that's like a good.
1: That's one thing, but... We're intentional um, about,
0: like... You know, because sometimes you get you get together, yeah. and then you're like, well, you're locked in.
1: It, I, I, I don't have... You know, neither of us have experience with infidelity. There are people who have been unfaithful in their relationship. I promise you, without even knowing, that the thing that they were drawn to was the feeling of the beginning of a relationship mm-hmm. that wasn't showing up in their existence. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know... Like, it doesn't, like, I, you always talk about getting coffee in the morning. Like, of course I'm going to get you coffee in the morning. Why the heck would I not get you coffee in I'm the sure morning? I'm sure lots
0: of people don't get, like, Dave, every single morning of my life brings me a cup of coffee. Very rarely. Sometimes I get it when There's he's, like at, two, when he's like, out of town. Yeah. <laughs> but he he gets up and he gets me the coffee. He gets me, bring me a cup of coffee. And it is the simplest gesture and it is on my gratitude list every day. Because I just think it's so nice that I don't have to walk to the kitchen. That he makes it just the way I want it. That he brings it back. It's like the simplest gesture.
1: She needs cinnamon sprinkled I in do. the coffee. And not only that, but you fill it like 3.4 you know quarters exactly. of the way up. Yep. And then have to get a little bit of water. A little water. So that it... Is it cools it down it?
0: That it so it's that I can drink it. it exactly at the temperature I want. I can't even I want imagine it.
1: wanting cooled down coffee. I, it's too hot. It's like the no, surface of the it's sun. Perfect.
0: No, it's hot. And anyway. then a little water. Also, I feel like the coffee is a little strong for me. So that I, I const- I always put water in my coffee in my okay. room. Just That's fair. Bring it down like to you. my level. Thank you for bringing me my coffee. Yes. But um, yeah, I feel like there is there is an intentionality there to. Show up for each other in the ways that we used to. To be thoughtful, I will say as a woman uh, listening, and it's worth saying because we have every kind of couple who who listens to this podcast and comes and hangs out with us at conferences. When I think when you think of like woman versus man, to think of are you masculine versus feminine? Because plenty of women are masculine, plenty of men are feminine, just it's masculine versus feminine. So as a woman, as a feminine woman, Mm -hmm. um, for me, I mean, we've been together how many, 16 years?
1: 16 years.
0: When you plan things without talking to me, when you're like, I wanna take you this Thursday, I'm gonna take you somewhere, wear comfortable shoes. I don't know what it is, but like, what I don't even care what it is. When you do that, it to me that feels like when we were first dating, and it feels so special.
1: I gotta do that more. Um, I like um,
0: that. One of the first, like one of the best Mother's Day, which I'm not saying this. This is like too hard to pull off because we have so many kids now. When they're older, we're gonna go back to this. But this one Mother's Day, and this is not your style at all. Do you know the story I'm gonna tell? Because I've told it so many times. He was like, for Mother's Day, you know, we're going to go to church and then I have something planned. And we went to church and then he had booked a table for brunch at this gorgeous, super fancy restaurant on a cliff overlooking the water on the beach. We never, you guys, never, never, never go to the beach. We live on the east side. It takes forever to get. It was this whole thing. I was like, who is this man? And it was a hard... It wasn't an easy lunch because our kid, we had two kids they and were they were very, toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically meant that I sat there like a queen and drank Sauvignon Blanc and ate a beautiful lunch and Dave chased these babies around the yeah. restaurant. And it was amazing. And it was because I felt like you... A, I had no planning in it whatsoever. And B, I felt like you... Like, What would Rachel want most? Well, she'd want to drink wine and look at the water... And not have to take care of the kids. This year on
1: Mother's Day, I'm just going to take the kids and leave the house.
0: That was, you know, <laughs> What you're saying is you know me. You know my heart. Uh, you know, that's a funny thing, too, is like, let's make this number five, even though you've heard it a million times before, the communication. And it's the buzzword and everyone says it, but I think it would be valuable to hear what communication looks like for us. Yeah. Um, what made me think of it was... There is a necklace. I don't even know. this like going to occur to you as we're speaking. There's a necklace that I want for Mother's Day, and I have sent Dave like ten notes about it.
1: The thing is, I I, I, I saw it yesterday when you resent it again. Well, because tomorrow's I, the last day for custom ordered, orders. The thing is, I ordered it. I think I think I ordered it when you sent it the first time. I just can't find the damn receipt. So now I got to buy it a second time. Are you
0: sure? Why? Do, make sure that you didn't do it twice. I only
1: remember so few things you that do, when I saw the picture memory. of what you sent me, I was like, it's I already so bought cute, this. Right? It's so cute,
0: right? But those necklaces are really expensive. Um, no, so there's this necklace that I really wanted for Mother's Day, and, when, and I've wanted the necklace for a few years. It's a thing with your kids' initials. And I, years ago, decided... I think my mom might have told me this. Um, like, if you wait for your partner to, like figure you out perfectly, you're going to be waiting a really long time. So if there's something that you really care about, there's lots of things I don't care about. But if there's something that you care about, just tell them. Yeah. What it is that you and I I followed the I have happened to follow this jeweler for a couple of years on Instagram and every year Mother's Day rolls around and every year I think, "Man, I wish Dave like would get me that necklace." And then this year I was like, "There's nothing Dave would love more." than for you to tell him exactly what you would want that would make you so happy. Like, remember this year with my Christmas gift? I really wanted a hat. Like, I wanted a hat so bad. Yes. And so I sent... People are, like, judging me for sure. But I sent two hats. I said, the only thing I want for Christmas is one of these hats. Here are two options. Surprise me. And how did you pick?
1: I picked the one that I did not like. (laughs) Because what was your rationale? Because I knew with 100% certainty that it was the one you were going to (laughs) want. And just because I don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't look great on you. Of course, it looks great on you. Yeah, I freaking love that. Yeah, no, it's a great. But I could
0: have either been disappointed on Christmas morning because you didn't totally get my style, or I could just tell you what I wanted. And some people like, well, I think early in our marriage, I did that too, where I'd be like, well, it ruins the surprise. By
1: the way, here's the thing: like, I would rather know and get exactly what you're interested in than, like, having. You pretend like you like it, yeah. or like frankly, we're at a point in our relationship where it's like, oh, this isn't something I'll wear. Thank you, but yeah. I'm sending it back, and I'll show you the thing that I don't I want. say it
0: like that.
1: Well, I find it crumpled up in a trash can. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> you don't. No, so you I think don't. Weird. Stop it. No, they're gonna believe you're telling the no, truth. No, I'm not
1: telling the truth. No, like I 100% agree. By the way, this is you know, in our in our in our bedroom after the kids have gone to bed same kind of thing like the conversation around sex and what you like and don't like Mm -hmm. and how comfortable we were at the beginning of our being together versus how comfortable we are now like if you're a person who really wishes that your partner would do something in the intimate times that you are together but you're hoping they're just going to figure it out on your own, on their Hope own. Hope is
0: not a strategy. You
1: are going to be disappointed forever. Yep. And the crazier thing is, when we were, when we became more comfortable to just have a conversation about what we liked and we didn't like. We both liked it more. Yeah, and we both wanted to do it more. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. geez, it was just this like snowball rolling on downhill.
0: Yeah, unless you're with a jerk, in <laughs> which case, why are you with that person? Unless you're with a the jerk, they want to please you, not just in bed, but in other areas of every life. Part of life. And yeah. as long as you're not presenting it to them in a way that's mean, yeah, or rude, or snarky, or shrewish.
1: All right, I think this is a good thing because we we're actually talking about communication. Like you have to, if you're with someone for some length of time, have an appreciation for how they hear the things you say, Mm, and how they need to have you say things to not have an emotional reaction to what you're saying.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I go
0: listen to that podcast. Yeah, I mean, like we've, we've
1: done that podcast, but like, man, like in business. I have a great sense of how certain people need to hear Mm -hmm. certain things or even on my team, how certain people are wired and motivating people or getting the kind of outcome that you're looking for is so connected to how people can receive feedback or can hear things. And so um, if you're wishing that your partner would bring you coffee in the morning, there's Mm -hmm. a way to say it in a way that would make them want to do it and not be like angry that you you know, made them feel inferior by asking them in the wrong way. I think, you know, we're pivoting into this uh, grand experiment of working together. Uh, But working together is something that happens in a relationship, too. And the one thing we started with in the how are we going to work together and still want to make out uh, was really clearly defining where... I would have certain things that I do, where you would have certain things that you do, that there were th- some things that we would do together.
0: Lanes. We would have lanes. We'd have
1: lanes. And uh, and I think in a successful marriage or relationship, you know, like in one where you still want to make out with the person regularly, you have to find, here are the things inside of this household that I do, and here are the things that you do, and here are the things that we do. We do, yeah. Um, some of that shows up, in our being intentional about planning out our week before the week takes place. But a lot of that is just, hey, uh, you have strengths in these spaces. I have strengths in those spaces. And it manages the expectation of where I'm going to lean in versus where you're going to lean in. And, um, you know, better to, I think, have these conversations, even if it becomes a little uncomfortable negotiating who does what. Yeah. So that there's clarity on who does what, Mm -hmm. you know. I, I, the easiest one to kind of point to, uh, like a doctor's appointment for one of our kids or drop off for one of our kids, when neither of us talk about who's handling it until the day of. Yeah,
0: we're in trouble. We're in
1: trouble because there almost becomes this. Oh, you don't think my day is as important, important as, as your yours. day? Sure. Nope, that's not what's happening yeah. at all, right? <laughs> But if you're a week removed and get to have a conversation about what's on your calendar versus what's on mine, and hey, if you could do this one, I can do that mm-hmm. one, all that stuff goes away. Yeah. But you've got to just be a little more intentional about planning and actually really defining those lanes.
0: Speaking of, we've got to take our kids to the dentist.
1: We do have to take our kids to the yeah, dentist.
0: We need to do that before we move out of town. Let
1: me too. know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And on that note...
1: I'm not really a believer in the dentist for kids. Uh, yeah, honest. that
0: feels like the right... They
1: lose all the teeth that we're cleaning. does I just, you know... They have the, their
0: permanent teeth. Some of them have permanent teeth.
1: Really? Kidding.
0: Well, everybody... That's all? Well, we talked about six things. Being friends. Time together. Being a team. Start versus end. Communication.
1: We only scratched the surface on...
0: Chicka, bow
1: chicka brown wow. Sex. <laughs> um.
0: What would we say about that? I feel like we've we've talked about it a little bit before. Um, we've talked about how important we think that it is. Yeah.
1: It, well, it is
0: your your sex life in a romantic relationship is an indicator of the health of the relationship.
1: Agreed. I, I think that there. There has to be. You have to choose to want to have a good sex life. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think, too often in people that I've talked with who have, you know, like good but not amazing relationships, it's like one of the things that just doesn't actually show up in a priority list. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll say, you know, like it's or, not like or we're or like,
0: it was, and then. It didn't work. It wasn't easy. It was, you know, whatever. And then you've stopped. It stopped being a priority. Because most people start out relationships with like, I can't keep my hands off you.
1: Yeah. Well, what I think normally happens, maybe not even normally, but just like life happened, Mm -hmm. right? A job got busy and it changed the energy. Mm -hmm. A baby was had and it changed Mm -hmm. the body. Mm Beer. Beer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> changed a body um and you know like in the in the coming out of you know like a transition like hey new is that still funny beer beer it just yeah. said beer, uh, beer changed a body um uh, there's honestly there's just like usually from uh, like what I can per- perceive of people who are not having as much sex as they frankly ought to is there's some weird insecurity yeah like, oh man what if it's not the same? What if it's not good? What if he doesn't want? What if she isn't this? And the reality is, if you're in a healthy relationship, they want they want it. They want well, you. No? I just yes? had
0: a yes, but I just had a thought, and this is a sweeping generalization, but I'm gonna stand by it. If you're having great sex, you want to have sex, period. Oh yeah. If your sex is okay, average. Pretty good, amazing sometimes, but not always. If you were having, we have great sex. I agree. Well, it took you a minute.
1: It didn't take no, me a minute. It didn't. I'm trying to find a way to, to say not that embarrass I agree yourself. With oh, I'm not embarrassed about having great okay. sex. I'm just not sure that uh, I don't I want come even off say as that being braggadocious.
0: I think we can brag about this. Oh, really? I think when two Hello. people work as many hours as we do and have four children
1: and we have, have sex children.
0: as often. And as well.
1: Yeah.
0: As we do. And I think I'm willing to say it because we have worked really hard to get it to this place. Because if anyone's read the book, then they know that that was not always the case. Um, But our sex is fantastic. Sometimes phenomenal. But always fantastic. (laughs) And so even when, like last night, even when, I feel like I'm blushing, even when... I'm exhausted, and I was like brutally exhausted. So were you. Yeah. I still want it. Yeah. Because I know how good it's going to be. Yeah. Versus, if you're exhausted and it's just going to be mediocre, tepid at best. Tepid. You're not. You're like you're asleep. You didn't even. You didn't even think about it. Yeah. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously. During the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, The good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. market.com slash rach thrive market.com slash rach
1: well like i said i think you have to commit to it being a priority in your relationship Mm -hmm. that you believe the connection between having a, a a strong Presence in the bedroom, strong, strong a <laughs> strong presence, presence That's in the a weird bedroom. Thing. A strong, but if but, but like, if it, but the intimacy as a yeah. as an indicator of the health yes. of your relationship, I one hundred. Well, and agree. that
0: you recognize, I believe a hundred percent that everybody can have a great sex life. Sure, it's not going to look like everybody else's. It's not going to be like everybody else's because we all have different emotional, uh, mental, like we all have our different stuff. Yeah. But I think that it's possible for everybody to get to a place where you're having a good time, I'm having a good time, we both feel like it was worth it. We got to um, be together and have that intimacy and that stress relief, honestly, and that um, reconnection and then we go back to our lives. Yeah. Um, It's possible for everybody to get there. I think the problem is you either don't think it's a priority. Or you don't realize that it's possible. You think whatever you have currently is what you always have to have. And that's not true. You just haven't taken steps to get to the next place. We forget that you're like, we focus on personal growth and forget that a relationship needs that kind of focus on growth as well. I was telling, I interviewed uh, Elise yesterday or no the day before and we were talking about this idea of I never understood when we got married how much better it would get over time I never understood what we would walk through like I never understood how hard it was going to be ever yeah I never understood how good the relationship was going to be because every time we walk through something hard it made us closer and stronger yeah and better I never knew that, you know, I kind of thought it was like, you know, earlier in the years you'd have the stuff that was hard to navigate, and then later on, it'd be all smooth sailing. It never occurred to me that we might have really serious issues a decade in, or 12 years in, or 14 years in, that we had to work through, but then once we worked through them, we got to even... A, a deeper I just I sound like if I feel like if I was listening to someone say this, I would be gagging. But <laughs> I really do I really can't believe that it's as good as it is right now. Yeah. And on my wedding day I never thought it was gonna be better than it was. Yeah.
1: And it's way better now. Oh than it my was. god, it's not even they're yeah. not even not the even same. Close.
0: Not even close. Not even close. It's like it's dumb because you get married thinking you're at the height of how much you can love someone or how close you can be and then it man if you knew what it could be like you'd be rushing into it but like i feel like a dummy cuz like i i don't know i thought you're hot and you're sweet and i'm just saying like what i thought back then oh, versus yeah. what Oh I yeah about. no
1: i mean like the the things i like about you of of course i think you're beautiful but it's like your your looks are not the first thing Reasons why sure. I'm, you know, your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you paid a lot of good how money dare, for these boobs, you. so it feels like um, you should enjoy them. No, no I, I just, I never knew. I never knew how good it could be, which makes me really excited about five years from now or 10 years from now yeah, or 20 years from now, like what it's going to look like because I thought it was good now.
1: Yeah. Also, knowing the yield the the benefit the fruit whatever you want to say that came out of going through harder things Yeah. I also you know like you say it all the time what if life's happening for you I mean I think some of the stuff that has happened in our life was to in some way make our marriage stronger mm-hmm. challenge our faith make our faith stronger challenge our kids make our kids stronger all the, like all of all of the things that are important in our life have been better because of the things that we've gone through mm-hmm. but you know we're about to go jump into this exciting new thing and hard stuff's gonna show up working together is going to be amazing and working and together is also going to produce hard things yeah. but i'm like oh man the version of us when we figure out how to do some of the stuff that we want to go do seriously forget it it's yeah. going to be next level kind of stuff yeah. so
0: speaking of next level sure. should we talk about the conference
1: we're going to do a couple, we're doing a couple. We're doing conference. a couple's
0: conference. Uh, I know because there's a paper on my desk that says, don't forget to tell them about the couple's conference, guys. Uh, we, if you are listening, I assume that you know that we throw a big event every year called Rise. It was fire. It was fire. It was incredible. 700 women coming from all over the world to be inspired and encouraged and motivated to step more fully into who they were made to be. And one of the questions that we have gotten the most over the last year is, would you ever consider doing this for couples? So we, for the first time ever, are doing a couples conference called Rise Together. Rise
1: Together. Rise
0: Together. And our intention behind this was the same as it would be for um, a Rise Weekend, which is how do we talk about the hard things, how do we talk about the reality? How do we talk about where we've come from and how we can use that to get where we're going? Because you know, at Rise Week and we talk a lot about our personal, like our past and our trauma. But relationships have their own baggage and their own trauma. And for many people, for many you're they're in a relationship and the relationship can't grow and move because you are still clinging to this thing that happened a long time ago. Or you can't grow and change because one of you is maybe motivated for that, but the other doesn't understand why that's a priority. So we just want to create a space where people can come together and hang out and have a chance to get away. It is in Austin, Texas, which is our new hometown. Austin, Texas, September 21st and 22nd. and I
1: think one of the things that was... Really successful about rise, and as part of Why Girl Wash your Face is a New York Times bestseller, was your willingness to be really, really honest and really transparent, and really vulnerable about a lot of things. You went first in so many aspects of just being really real, and uh, and I think the intention here, and I'm you know this is me gonna you know push myself into a space that maybe also. For men that sometimes have a harder time being totally honest and totally, totally vulnerable, we're going to talk about everything mm-hmm. when it comes to how to get through hard seasons and how to make romance work and mm-hmm. how to communicate, like all of the things. Uh, but we're also going to storytell a little bit through this. We are not experts, but are humans who, you know, have had some expertise in our own life. Getting through stuff. Yeah, I don't think. Um,
0: I don't think we will have some experts there. What? Our thing has never been that we're experts. Our thing has been that nobody's creating a space for this, and so we will be the people who, who do it. Yeah. For us, it's really important. A couple of distinctions that probably are worth mentioning here is that. Uh, This we're very intentional about this is a couples conference not a marriage conference because we think that you should be allowed to work on your relationship regardless of whether or not you're married. We also are intentionally creating a space where every kind of couple is welcome from every season of life and every everybody is allowed to be in a space together and work on becoming more than who they are today. It starts on Friday night. We have a cocktail party with music and fun and getting to know. Saturday is a full day of programming and work. And then Saturday night is, as always, because we end every one of our events the same way, is a dance party. And this year's theme for Couples Conference is Famous Couples. Oh, you didn't know that?
1: I did not know that. That was we had my a theme. idea. Oh
0: yeah, I made a theme. Well, hello. Um, I just thought it could be funny because it like it could be Kim and Kanye, it could be Bart and Lisa, it could be.
1: Anything, you any want.
0: whatever to you signifies like famous couples, which I think it's going to be hilarious. Wow! I want us to be so funny. I Are don't we know going what. As Portia and Ellen. I mean, that sounds like really hilarious, and probably it should be our thing. No. Like, but honestly, I don't, I don't think of what, how much we'll fun do. we can oh have with goodness. that. There's so much fun. Like, we got to be really clever. Yeah. I don't know, but we're giving prizes away. Because if we're going to do this kind of costume contest, I think it should be hilarious. But it's basically going to be like prom. We're recreating prom. Anyway, all of that to say, guys, we'll put details in the show notes if you want to check it out. It is letsrise.co. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week.